a lot of what you're saying has to do with acceptance, self-acceptance, accepting oneself as a human being, as a person that, let's face it, we all make mistakes. We all have to learn. Knowing that we're loved, knowing that we're accepted is a big deal. That really helps a person to not feel like they're at stake in the new things that they're trying to do, because we're going to make mistakes as we try new stuff. If we can eliminate the shame cycle part of it. Oh, that's not necessary. I can do this with discovery or adventure instead. And oh, by the way, I'm still loved. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, Hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Hello, everybody. I'm Robbie Spear Miller, the host of the Hypnosis Show podcast. And today we're, we're going to explore a really interesting topic, which is how you can make the most of your experience with seeing a hypnotist so you can get the most success from, from doing that. And I have with me Chris Halbum, who's one of my colleagues who I've known for many years. Um, he's a master hypnotist and the founder of Bergen Keystone Hypnosis and has also had many hypnosis schools around the U.S and made many appearances on local and national TV. He's been doing this for over 20 years. Um, he also does family-friendly stage hypnosis shows. And so he's here to share his insight and wisdom about how to help you get the most of your experience when you do choose to go and see a hypnotist. So welcome, Chris. Hi, Robbie. Very, uh, very happy to be with you. And I'm excited to be here. And thank you for everything that you're doing for the industry, too. And for our team. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So what would be great is for you to start by sharing with us what what are some of the things that you learned early on in your career about how you can engage with hypnosis for more success? Like were there some challenges you had? Were there some things you needed to grow through or realize to allow that to happen? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yes, there was so much. And early on, you know, working with Scott McFall, I had a lot of successes early on, of course, but um, I wasn't really as mature at the time. I wasn't really as open and willing to take the feedback. I, I took it, but, you know, I and I did the actions, but it took me a while. It really took me a while to get into um, the res the respect frame. And, you know, I still practice it. So what do you mean by like, let's, let's, uh, people don't really know what you mean by respect frame. So let's explore that a little okay. so that they, they know what, what this really means and how it applies for them. Sure. Respect in terms of following the mentor and listening and being very open and kind of, um, really taking in, absorbing it like a sponge, the, the direction that's coming at you so that you can just do, just model what is being presented in front of you, not question it, not judge it, not feel like you have to be ahead of it, which was one of the things that I had a feeling that I had to, um, you know, there was a joke that, that Scott made for a while that, gosh, Chris, you know, you thought you had to be born with a, a manual for life, you know, at birth. So it was kind of, um, it was definitely, it took me some years actually 
to to not feel like I had to get ahead of it and start to feel a little bit more vulnerable with Scott and with uh, anything that was helping me, anyone who was helping me to to actually open up and and start to learn in a real way. And all learning happens against our will, but you know, it took me a while to 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 accept it and just kind of, and I'm, like I said, I'm still practicing mm-hmm. at that. So you used to think to, to fit in or be good enough or smart enough that you needed to be ahead. And- mm-hmm. Yes. And to have the, like, as Scott puts it, have the right answer for the question ahead of time. And uh, that particular pressure was on me. And, and I, like I said, I still, still practice with it, but it's, it's definitely gotten to a point where it's easier to just accept that the trainer has his headlights a little further or her headlights further down the road than we do. And they've been there before us. And it's, it's actually kind of a safety net because we have a tendency to, well, we need, we absolutely need that guidance. We absolutely need to know what they know, uh, see, hear, and feel ahead of time. So taking that in is a, is a big Mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us, because we've learned in a more traditional school type of way, we're expecting to learn in that way. And, and when you're learning with hypnosis, it's, it's applied learning. So you're, you're having an experience and you get the insight from having the experience. A lot of people want to wait till they understand everything before they're willing to actually do it, which wrecks the whole thing but that that sounds like the pattern you were in before you started i was doing that too i'll admit um so you know the the whole approach we're taking here is that that you learn from actions and you're you're not expected to know everything ahead of time or feel like you need to be born knowing everything that when we run into problems in our lives or challenges or there's we need feedback that that needs to become a really smooth comfortable thing like just another thing in everyday life yeah like second nature mm-hmm. like it's just the way it is and it's okay to have someone ahead of you yeah you know? yeah. yeah and you know some of this also has to do with control because a lot of people want the decision to be theirs or they want to they want to think it through or, or make it their choice or have that final say and of course people are only going to do what they agree to do. Um, But often people will sabotage themselves that way, especially these days, because we're not really raised to simply follow our parents' instructions. It feels foreign. And then, then, you know, we have Google out there, which gives us way too much information and choice. And so that this, um, this social structure that really genuinely helps people learn in real life has been eroding over time. And so I think that it's pretty common that it takes people, um, they need to, to on purpose, be willing to agree to do it, even if it doesn't come naturally for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, And it helps a lot that we can, as hypnotists and trainers, build trust. It helps a lot when we can, when we can show them you know, the yes set, of course, as you know, as, as the hypnotist is accurate over time with their feedback, as we actually give the client feedback or the, or the student feedback over time, that the hypnotist turns out to be accurate over time is a real big help to mm-hmm. building that trust. And, uh, 
and helping that client or or student to be more open and more uh, agreeable. Yeah. You You know, many people who come to see us are coming because they're stuck. Maybe they want to lose weight or stop smoking, or maybe their business is really struggling and they're looking for business coaching help. And so they're often really needing help and things are not going well when they first come to see us. And I think it's really interesting how if we wanted to do something like learn how to zip line, for example, um, I've been zip lining and at the beginning they teach you how to do it, right? You have to know how to hook on to the zip and and to take off and land and what to watch out for. And when we're learning something like that, it seems natural to watch somebody else and listen to what they say because it's a physical thing. And there's something about when we're doing something in our mind that that we have a different um, relationship to that. But I think that if we use that analogy to learn hypnosis and people are willing to engage with it that way, that that's really helpful. Right. Right. And Scott was talking about that recently on a, on a conference call, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago where the safety of the situation or the risk involved in the situation may be part of that leverage too. And so we have to perceive how important it is for us, even if it is just mental, the, the thoughts rather than something like zip lining or, or physical action, like you said, we can actually still perceive the payoff or risk mm-hmm. benefits listening. Right. So, so the clarity that we haven't been able to do it ourselves up till now, so we're asking for help and, and that as long as we trust the hypnotist, which is important, um, and we see evidence that the hypnotist has helped other people that we're willing to go with that and, and agree that we do have something to learn and that it's going to improve things for sure, because already we've shown ourselves, we don't know how to do it. Um, so I think that that a lot of people don't really stand back and, and see that clarity when they're signing up for a program or they're coming for help. They're stuck in their usual pattern of needing to think it through or needing it to make it their decision or um, waiting to or some people are truly rebellious against following somebody else's instructions, but they're following a pattern that they've been doing in general for a very long time. Yeah. So if you want to lose weight or stop smoking or manage stress or maybe have your business make more money or be more successful, when you see that somebody else has had a lot of success, either doing it themselves or helping others do it, um, it's it's good to kind of be humble about that and realize, hey, maybe I should just do what they say. And I think it's really fascinating how hesitant many people are to actually be willing to do that. Right. And it's really magical when you see client. Well, in my experience, you know, maybe you've seen it too, but the, the response of clients when they do come in and when they do read those stories of other folks who are succeeding and they do respond to that, I actually find that to be magical because it's not a skill I grew up learning. Like it's not a skill I was familiar with. So being open and being um, humble, like you said, is is absolutely i think part of that but the first clinic i ran was down in Asheville, north carolina and they were all uh well southern baptist folks and it really was uh fascinating how well they responded to it was fascinating to me how well they responded to 
watching other people succeed. It was just part of the culture. It was just part of the the way they were raised. And and you know, I think we're missing that in a lot of uh, mm-hmm. ways these days. And there's a place for it, right? You might not do this everywhere in your yes. life, but when you're coming for Absolutely. a specific outcome and you know you're stuck, it'd be a good idea to simply follow the instructions of somebody who knows what to do. Yeah, it's definitely not a good idea to walk around these days with your heart on your sleeve all the time yeah. with everyone. Or if you're buying a used yeah. car, right? You wouldn't just go and do what the used car salesman tells you. So there are categories where you wouldn't want to do this. Um, but I think that that being willing to go in that direction is definitely something that is an important ingredient to people's success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when people come for a free screening, which we do with all of our clients and all of our hypnosis students before we accept them as clients or students, one of the things we're looking for is that they're willing to follow instructions and, and go with the what we're giving them to learn. And so that, that knowing it ahead of time is good because you, you want to level with yourself and, and decide if you're willing to do that. Yeah. And and it can be useful to recognize that that suggestion in hypnosis is even it's a suggestion that's what it is it's not a it's not a definite you know you got to do but um and unless there's danger ahead which oftentimes there are but we have to remember or it's useful for clients to remember that a hypnosis suggestion is something that they can agree to that it's an idea mm-hmm. It's a good idea and it's a useful idea that that happens to be in line with reality. Not everybody knows how to quit smoking easily. Not everybody knows that it's possible to lose weight and have fun at it and have a blast at it. But, um, you know, if they have the idea that, yes, these folks have done it ahead of me and uh, the hypnotist has seen so many folks and some folks, some clients even say, well, you know, the hypnotist has done this so many times. I just trust them. I just trust that I need the help. Like you right. said, Robbie, that's a useful you know, approach yeah. for sure. You know, even if they just accept it long enough to try it long enough to try it and notice that it works mm-hmm. out. That's and, a real, yeah. Problem. And they need to be willing to do it enough times that they see the results they get from it. Right. You're talking about rehearsal. Yeah, rehearsal, but also surrendering into it because, you know, we'll, we'll fight it at the beginning. We, we want to do what we've always done. And so we're doing, when we're doing something new, our subconscious and our nervous system might fight it just because people are creatures of habit. And so knowing that ahead of time helps because then, you know, okay, I need to repeat this at least three to seven times before knowing anything and to just be willing to agree to do that. Right. And you really said something very important is the idea of surrendering into the actions we need to take and surrendering even our position. And you're right. The autonomic nervous system doesn't want to let go of what we've done all the time already. Yeah, it does. does take some practice. It takes some willingness. Yeah. So sometimes we get clients who come in when they're and they're an internal debate. 
For example, I, I once had a client who was coming for weight loss and she didn't want to go do her physical activity. And so one day when she was here, I, I made her go for a walk with me and we went and we took a walk around the block and that showed her, hey, it's possible. So she had somebody else. She was willing to follow instructions. And then when she went home, she she went and she started to walk and she admitted to me at her next session that what she had been worried about was she was thinking, what are what are all those people going to think of this? And I'm using her words, this obese woman walking outside. And so she was worried. She had this fear of scrutiny. And, and by doing it, it showed her that nobody even paid attention to her. And so it made it much easier for her to take action. So sometimes by doing things, we can, you know, we realize our fears aren't justified or we realize it's easier than we thought. Sometimes we need to be willing to rehearse it enough. Like sometimes people don't like eating vegetables and, you know, they know maybe to lose weight or even just to be healthier. I've had people come for help simply to learn how to like vegetables because they know they're good for them, but they've never liked them in their whole life, that they need to be curious and experimental and, and try them enough times and enough different ones that they can discover what they like. And so being willing to have fun with that process is important because otherwise, if they say, no, I hate vegetables, they taste terrible. They're so bitter or whatever, or I hate the texture. Well, if we, if we, if they're imagining it that way, of course, they're not going to like them. So it's being willing to agree to perceive something differently in our senses and to imagine it's possible and enjoyable or an adventure to discover something new. So part of the agreement is in actions and some of it is in being willing to have the attitudes and beliefs that really support making that enjoyable. Right. And, and uh, the idea of, of associating pleasure with the actions and pain with the inaction might help to end that debate as well. And, Can you give us uh, an example of how somebody might do that? Sure. The, actually, the thing that comes to mind is the conference call that we just had uh, with Scott and you, and uh, where we were talking about the drama and the emotions that, that Scott is teaching in those, in those moments. And it occurs that the idea is that the, that the emotions kind of the drama and the emotions and the blowing up of uh, maybe the fun of it or the ridiculousness of it or, or blowing it up to the ridiculous. Yeah. Beyond like threshold that. is what we call it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That tends to, I think, maybe outweigh the old, outdated way, and we start to, in our autonomic nervous system, we start to not just intellectually, but in our in our body, in our senses, seeing, hearing, and feeling. We actually notice that the that the emotion of taking action feels better, and and that the risk is in the mm -hmm. inaction. So I'm not sure if that answers your question. So, but, so Fritz Perls uh, talks about yeah. how to end frustrating internal debate, right? Top dog, underdog thinking. There's a part of me that wants to stop mm -hmm. smoking, and there's another part of me that really wants to keep smoking. And so how we, we end that, and, and we, we have lots of ways within hypnosis to do this, but the gist of it is that we want to associate only pleasure with the, the outcome of becoming a non-smoker and only pain with the smoking. But when people are stuck, often they're, they're mixed associations. So they might say, well, I really enjoy smoking, but I don't like that it makes me cough. And so they've got pleasure and pain in the same activity. 
Right. So if we can emphasize the pain of the problem and emphasize the pleasure of taking action, the enjoyment of the, what they're going to get, the benefits of what they're going to get by taking action or, or by quitting the smoking. And if they actually associate with that more and make it more real in their mind, as though it's happening right now, because it is happening right now, they're making that change. Yeah. So sometimes people are worried that with hypnosis, it's like mind control and somebody's going to get in there and, and make them do things they don't want to do. It's a really common fear that people have. And, and the truth is that when you come to see a skilled hypnotist, you're there to, because you want to achieve a specific outcome, like losing weight, stopping smoking. Um, maybe you're looking to get rid of a fear or build your business more successfully. And so as you have that clear outcome with the hypnotist, both of you are looking in that direction. And that's what makes it a lot easier to trust the process because all the suggestions being given are helping you get there. And so that's how we keep everybody, everything nice and clean. And uh, the truth is that if somebody gets a suggestion that they don't agree with or goes against their morals or values or whatever, right, something they really don't want to do, they'll just reject it. And uh, so, so you can feel confident with that. We also audio and video record our sessions so that there is a record of what happened and that, that keeps everybody in a good place. Um, and so there, there are things in place that help protect you from that sort of thing. And I think it's a, it's a valid question that people have. We can show them, hey, it is possible because nobody's going to accept a suggestion or a new belief or idea until they believe that it's even possible for them too. There has to be a light at the end of the tunnel. There has to be a, a light in the clearing for them to feel like it's worth taking in that new suggestion because they don't want to get their hopes mm -hmm. up. Right. You know, if they come in thinking, gosh, this is just another thing that's going to let me down, or this is just another thing I'm trying that's not going to work out. Well, we can even confront that thought and say, hey, is this what you're feeling? Because I kind of sense that maybe you're not really sure because you've tried so many things and I really understand that. But this way, this time, or and this way needs to be totally different. This time needs to be totally right. different. So uh, they're seeing the success of other people that builds their belief, but we're also helping them deal with the, the feeling of risk that they don't want to be disappointed or heartbroken once again by trying something and not, mm -hmm. not following through or, or it not working. And so, so the, the read that we give them, often people have never had somebody get them the way that they're, they're seeing at the screening. We're helping them see what, where right. they were in their way. And often they don't know that they were just stuck and they weren't sure how to get out or they thought they knew. And it turns out it's something else. So when somebody outside of you is giving you that kind of feedback and seeing the bigger picture of what's happening and the things that need to change, that creates a lot of trust. And, and that's one of the things that we do in the free screening to help people. Right. And sometimes just that revelation, sometimes just being told, hey, or asked, hey, is such and such happening? Or is this, you know, and, and doing it with a mood of curiosity where, where we're genuinely asking in a sincere and loving way, hey, um, is this what's in your way? And they go, wow, yeah, that's exactly it. And that's, gosh, that's, I, and they will say things that help you to know 
as a hypnotist, the client will say things that help you to know that they are um, uh, really getting something of value in that screening, such as they might say, I've never had this kind of conversation with somebody before. And if a client is feeling that way in, re in reality, that's a really good sign for the client. So if a, if a client is hearing this, go with that. That's a great feeling. It's a warm uh, kind mm -hmm. of a relief. Yeah, finally somebody gets it and they know what you need to do to change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I find really hopeful is, is to give clients a sense of humor that we're, we're really all a bunch of kids having temper tantrums all the time. I had a client once who was really in her head and in a lot of debate, and she was very resistant to being told what to do because she'd had some bad experiences in her real life with that. So she was really standing back and, you know, needing a lot of safety in her decisions. And she had a son who was maybe eight years old. And so she, she came in one day and she said, all right, I'm finally getting this being willing to simply agree thing because I just went for my walk and I did it and it felt good. And then I was getting my son to do something and I was trying to get him to see, hey, it would be so much easier if you just go agree and do it. And so it, it really helped her as a mom and helping her son. And she knew she was simply trying to help him in a useful way that it was interesting for her to see from an outside point of view how much people can sabotage themselves that way or how much easier life really can be if you're willing to simply you know follow instructions so there there are categories where this is really useful and helpful and, and in our society it's really looked at as smart to debate things and in school we learn how to weigh the the, the options or think things through or be rational and there's definitely subjects where that does belong right if you're doing like pure science or something like that um and so there's a, a willingness to acknowledge that when we're living our lives, everything starts with emotion. It's not rational. And so we make all our de decisions that way. And, and to, to have a sense of humor about that and, and move with our natural tendency instead of fight it. So it was really fun to see this client discover it for herself and then see it outside of her. And it just made it even easier for her to, to keep going with that and believe that that was a good thing. Right. And that even that agreement space even exists, that we don't have to debate everything, that there is such a thing as letting it be, mm -hmm. you know, letting it and, and letting it be in line with reality. It, it is, it's okay to have success while being realistic because it, you know, they're not different. They're the same thing. Having success at in the example that you just used, just going out for the walk, just accepting it and going mm -hmm. out for the walk is real. That's a realistic thing to do. It's not a big deal. It's a little deal. Yeah. It's something that we can um, just know that there's such a space as, yeah, as agreement. For sure. Uh, if you do want to get into that state of agreement, just kind of do it. And, and if we look at humanity as a big team of people that we're all trying to cooperate with and whether it's the mail person or the grocery clerk or whoever we're wherever we happen to be or a colleague wherever we happen to be if we can pick and actually like you said at the beginning of this show pick 
the on purpose to practice what that agreement feels like, then we can actually learn to sort by agreement and, and find the agreement somewhere, especially if we want rapport with that person. And it's just a great idea to just continue to, um, to practice it and find things that we agree with because they're all around us. It's just for some folks, it may be a new mood. It may be a new space. You know what? I think a really great mood for this that may help people relate to it is the mood of romance. Because when you're, you're falling in love or you're in romance, there is a tendency to want to agree, right? So what if you could fall in love with your goals? And just be willing to agree to do what it takes to get your goals and and just be in that mood. That would be really useful. Yeah, that's very uh, motivating. Yeah. And then the other thing you just brought up was about risk. So a lot of times people are wanting to debate or disagree because they're worried that they might lose something or it's risky. Um, And so we need to help people see that that as long that that it, it is safe to take the actions like the woman who was worried about going out for a walk because she was self-conscious she was worried that it was unsafe for her to take the actions right she had to discover that it was totally okay so sometimes we need to help people to clean that up um, but to help people have the realization that it's actually safer to take the actions than it is to hold on to their problem and that they don't need to have all the answers they can simply take a reasonable risk of taking action. And with each action, they learn something and they can change it and tweak it along the way or learn something new or get more information. But if they stay still, nothing's going to happen. And I think that that's uh, an important point to make for people. Right. And it's really okay. It's okay if they have a bad day, but they just get on track Mm -hmm. once again. And, uh, and that's okay too. give yourself permission to, to goof it up every once in a while. And yeah. that's okay. I, I'm remembering a story of when I was a little kid, I, I, at camp once we went, we were taken to this pool that had a really high diving board, like one of those cement really high ones. And so I, I had never gone off a high diving board before. I was probably eight years old. So I figured, okay, I'm going to go off the high diving board and I climb up the big flight of stairs and get to the top and the edge of the diving board. And I looked over and then I started debating and saying, I don't know if I really want to jump down. Right. Meanwhile, there's a whole lineup of people waiting to use the high diving board. And so I sat there for a few minutes and people were like, come on, jump already. So then I decided, no, I'm not going to jump. And I went and climbed back down the cement stairs. And on the last few stairs, I fell and I blocked out. I was in the the first aid room. Like, I didn't even remember what happened. And I had, like, scraped my nose. I had this huge gouge on my nose that whole summer. And so I wasn't really looking at the, like, hmm, if I jump, I'm just going to land in water and I'll be okay. And and there there was more risk in going backwards down those cement stairs, which turned into a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wasn't really looking at the scene in a, a way that was useful. I was getting caught up in my immediate feelings of being at the top of that high diving board. That's a very good point, Robbie. The idea that that we can pop out of the feeling that we think we happen to be in and go into that visual, which not everybody's comfortable with right away, but go into a visual and actually see visually what you need to do or want to do might 
actually put us in a different feeling and, and, and give us a different mm-hmm. kinesthetic. Yeah. So perspective is really important because we have our immediate reactions, right? Or, our, or the way we've been doing it for a long time. And which is one of the, the things that's important about getting outside feedback and going to see a hypnotist is that their job is to help you clean things up and actually have a healthy perspective and a useful one for you to get your goals. Right. And that it's actually totally realistic. It's, it's more real than anything else. What we do in our industry is more real, is actually unhypnotizing a person from the outdated way that they used to do it and giving them, a, well, showing them a new reality that actually happens to be reality. They're making it their reality, I think is the point, right? We're yes. teaching people how to build something yeah. new. And if they're just referring to their past or what is right now, it's very hard to build something new. And if they stay stuck in the old patterns or beliefs or behaviors they used to have, they're going to keep getting the old stuff. So the whole point of coming for help is to break out of those. And sometimes to do that, you need it to be willing to listen to outside feedback or take action in a way that maybe is a little uncomfortable at the beginning, like jumping off by diving board. Right. Right. And there's absolutely no shame in it. It's absolutely a discovery. Um, It's okay to be in discovery instead of shame and just kind of go, Oh, wow. I just didn't know Mm -hmm. such and such. And, and that's something we, as you know, we call the separating of the doer and the deed. So there's them, the doer, but that's different from the deed. The deed is the old pattern that we want to break down or tear down. And the new pattern that we want to install is just a new deed. But they themselves are still loved and they, they themselves can be okay as a person and um, cared about. And they're safe as a person, as the yeah. doer. Yeah. How much does shame really help? How much is shame actually helping you to get your goal? It's it's just not a useful strategy. Yeah, so shame <clears throat> is there with children because they're 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 born wild animals and we're trying to install a conscience in children. But once they have that conscience, it doesn't serve a purpose. All that matters is that they learn from what happens. And so as adults, we want to be open to that learning. So if people have a shame cycle, then that's something we can help with, with hypnosis. Um, But the the direction we're going here is that we want people to feel safe in having experiences and learning from those experiences. And that it doesn't mean anything about them as a person. It's simply something they did. And the future, they can do whatever they choose to do next so that there, there's some looseness and flexibility. But a lot of people, when they're in a shame cycle, they hold on to the old behavior even tighter um, because it creates a compulsion, right? With shame, people, you know, might do something and then they get, they, it's painful to feel shame. And if you feel bad, it's more likely that you're going to shoot yourself in the foot again somehow. Right. So, so a lot of a lot of what you're saying has to do with acceptance, self-acceptance mm-hmm. and just accepting oneself as a human being, as a person that let's face it, we all make mistakes. We all have to learn. And knowing that we're loved, knowing that we're accepted is is a big deal. And that really helps a person to not feel like they're at stake in the in the new things that they're trying to do because we're going to make mistakes as we try new stuff 
But if we can eliminate the shame, if we can eliminate the shame cycle part of it and just go, oh, that's not necessary. I can do this with discovery or adventure instead. And oh, by the way, I'm still loved no matter what mistakes I might make along the way, even if they seem big, I am still loved. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. That's really something that a lot of people need to learn as part of their experience with hypnosis. Yeah. And, and I think that the screening gives them just, just a wonderful opportunity to, to experience mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. So Chris, tell people where they can find out more about you and how you can help them. Sure. The website is keystonehypnosiscenter.com. Three words, keystonehypnosiscenter.com. All right. Great. And and for people who want to learn more about how hypnosis training can help you, you can also go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com. We've got lots of free resources there and things that you can learn from. And and when you're ready to really make a change and get some feedback on that, we offer a free consultation to see if this is a good fit for you. So you can find out all about that on the website, hypnosistrainingcanada.com. You can also call 800-971-5774 to find out more and set up a time to meet. Hypnosis can be an excellent way to let go of difficult or traumatic experiences and be free to move forward with your life. On next week's podcast, you will learn how hypnosis can help you and what to consider when choosing to get help with trauma or moving on from difficult experiences. To find out more about how hypnosis training can help you, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com for more info and to schedule your free consultation. Remember to click the button to subscribe, share the podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next week. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.